Baseball Podcast on Sunday, March whatever, 13th, I don't know. Um, This is going to be a UCLA podcast, um, and then tomorrow you'll get your regularly scheduled So Baseball post-lockout episode. So stay tuned for a nine-minute rant about the UCLA Bruins. All right. So Baseball. All right, everybody. This is another UCLA basketball edition of the So Baseball podcast. And the reason for that is um, it's Sunday. Uh, We just had the Pac-12 championship game last night. Uh, As you know, baseball is back, which is wonderful. And I'm not going to talk about that without my co-hosts, of course. Um, Everybody has a lot of strong opinions and things are happening at a breakneck pace now to get the season started on time, which is all very exciting. But I want to talk about UCLA basketball one last time before the tournament brackets are released for the NCAA tournament. The Bruins, um, since last we spoke, the Bruins have played really well. Uh, Minus Uh, Another frustrating loss to Oregon, I believe. Um, We had a really bad run there where we lost three out of four on the road. But then after that, we got it together. um, Jules Bernard has gotten his shooting touch back, which is fantastic. So Jules, kudos to you. You've really... um, You've really turned it around. You carried us last night at times. And Juzang, Haquez, you guys at various times have been awesome, especially Haquez, who essentially was the player of the tournament for me. He just carried the team while Juzang was sort of uh, cold and sort of uh, lost lost in the woods, so to speak. There's No episode of the UCLA basketball podcast is complete without me saying somebody is lost in the woods. So, anyway, somebody's lost in the woods, and that's how it goes. (laughs) There's a guy washing his car, and it's like an old 57 Chevy. It's pretty cool. Very, very L.A. moment there. Um, So, how did UCLA do in the tournament? Uh, Well, I will tell you. So, um, we had our first game against Washington who we handled fairly easily, played well. Then up was USC, who we also played very well against um, and beat them. We not It was a statement win because um, we just looked better. And um, we looked uh, more like more ways of scoring, uh, better defensively. So... We pretty much handled USC. And then next up was Arizona for the Pac-12 championship. So we know that they're bigger. We know that they're faster, blah, blah, blah. But the Bruins have a certain something, grittiness, toughness. I mean, the fact that Jaime Jaquez, with, I'm jumping ahead, but last night with both of our centers with four fouls in foul trouble in the second half. With both of our centers in foul trouble, you've got Jaime Jaquez guarding Christian Coloco down in the low block. And I'm like, this guy can do anything. 
he's ridiculous. Like, um, and shooting like fadeaways over Coloco. I mean, the Bruins played great. My biggest fear was that we were just going to suck and that we were going to be outclassed. We were absolutely not outclassed. The Bruins are just as good as Arizona. We don't have the size or the speed to compete with some of their more like kind of high-flying showtime players, the alley-oops, the fast breaks. You know, Arizona is just incredible when they start uh, flying through the air and throwing the ball around. And Arizona was without their um, their leader, um, Kirk Carissa, who got injured on a, a freak play in the first game of the tournament where he kind of jumped up in the air and came down on his own teammate and tore something, you know. So he's he's out, like, probably for the entire season. Um, I don't think they'll have him back for the NCAAs. But, oh well, it didn't seem to matter because they, Arizona, were so deep, they barely felt his loss. And hats off to Arizona, you know. Uh, Arizona fans, you bug the shit out of me. But I guess that's every other team's fans. Oregon, I hate your fans. USC, uh, dislike your fans. Actually, <laughs> USC fans seem so less obnoxious compared to Arizona fans. Um, so yeah, hate hate the Arizona fans, um, which is weird because I've actually kind of come to love the city of Tucson, and I think it's an awesome place. And um, I, I wanted to be happy for them. But their fans are just too obnoxious, so um, they uh, they can uh, they can suck it. But um, congrats to the players for Arizona; they're fantastic. Um, I'm glad that it's looking like the Bruins won't face them until uh, they'll be in a different region. So if they were going to face Arizona at any point, it would be in the Final Four. So, uh, it looks like the, um, Bruins are going to be a three or four seed in the Midwest rank. So that would mean that, um, Kansas would be the number one seed in our region, which I think is a, is a gift. Um, I know this is going, getting way, way too far ahead. And, um, you got to take it one day, one game at a time, blah, 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 blah. But, um, I think the Bruins are actually playing really well right now. Our offense is clicking. Juzang is firing. Hawkes is healthy. Both of our centers are playing well. Uh, Cody Riley and Miles Johnston. Jules Bernard has found his shot. Tiger Campbell is making good, good decisions. The thing that killed us last night was our three-point shooting. And um, I can't fault the team because we got good looks. We, we worked the ball on offense to get good looks for threes. They just didn't make them. And we don't have, outside of Jules Bernard, we don't have a true threat from three. Juzang is a great shooter, but he prefers to shoot from just inside the three-point arc. He's not really like a, a deep three kind of like guy. Uh, David Singleton is actually our best three-point shooter, but he only played about four minutes last night. So that calls into question some um, rotation questions. But I'm not, I'm not going to second-guess Cronin 
for this game. I think he rotated well. They said at halftime, they said 10 Bruins had been in the game and seven of them had scored by halftime. So, you know, the, it was a really balanced offense. And, um, you know, Arizona just went on one of their magical runs to come back from 12 points down. They just, you know, they do this thing where they just like basket, steal, basket, stop, basket, steal. They just, they just suffocate you. And like UCLA couldn't even inbound the ball a couple of times. They were just sort of panicky. And this is what Arizona does to teams because they're just so fast, so athletic. Um, so I don't begrudge the Bruins. They're still fighting hard and they still could make a deep run in the tournament. Um, but we don't know if that's going to happen. Um, I know that the team, like when I see like um, the Bruins come down the court, like down five with like two and a half minutes to go. And they're like, Arizona can, you know, put the game on ice here unless the, the Bruins desperately need a bucket. Jaquez, uh like takes the ball, um, posts up Christian Coloco, the Pac-12 defensive player of the year. Posts up a seven-foot player and shoots a fadeaway over him. Like, the team is just so fucking clutch. And um, so I, I still think we have that magic from last year that carried us to the Final Four. I, I don't fear a lot of the teams that I would otherwise fear because of how hard the Bruins play. And they can match up against bigger teams. Um, I heard somebody say... Um, on the broadcast in the early rounds, the reason Jaquez is so offensive, uh, offensive, effective, the reason Jaquez is so effective is because um, with his with his abilities, like this, he's too big for a guard to cover, and he's too fast for a big player to cover. So he has, he has an advantage that he can use against whoever is guarding him. Now, Hawkins with his uh, ball fakes, his up fakes, getting players in the air and then drawing contact, getting to the free throw line, the other teams have caught on to that. So he hasn't been getting the same type of ball fakes. He got a couple last night, um, but he's, his like 29 points per game were largely driven by his, his ability to get the other team in foul trouble and get to the free throw line. So um, we're going to have to find other avenues to score um, if we're going to knock off one of the one seeds and make the final four. I feel like even though the Bruins are going to come into this tournament as a, a three or four seed, we essentially skills-wise and experience-wise are a two seed. So I don't like truly fear any of the two seeds. The teams I fear are Gonzaga, obviously, Arizona, um, I don't fear Duke, I don't fear Kentucky, um, there's probably one team out there that we just don't match up well with that um, is going to exploit the kind of Bruins lack of speed. So if we get into some sort of a uh, track meet type of game, the Bruins could suffer. But I, I feel like we do have a good press, so we can slow down like a really fast offense if we need to. Uh, not that we want to do that all day long, but um, 
So yeah, as long as we're not in the same region as Arizona or Gonzaga, I'll at least give us a fighting chance. Um, and that's my takeaway on the Bruins Pac-12 tournament run. And we'll do another full Bruins episode once the brackets are released. Have a great week, everyone. Go Bruins.